With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hot! Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in five... Four, three, two, one. All right, all right. Let's begin the week. We've got uh, a carryover from last week. Just good things. Just constant good things. I don't even know what to do with myself with all these good things happening. At least as it pertains to Florida State. On Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show. How are you? You have a good weekend? Finally get those lights up? Tom, what do you have at your house? You've got a thing. I know you posted. I think you did, well... I don't know where I saw it, but you, you, I think you posted a picture somewhere. Yeah, I decided I really wanted one of those lawn inflatables. Just, just <laughs> they make one. They make me smile. They I make, got a giant Santa. Yeah, I've got a, a saxophone playing snowman, and he moves around. He weaves back and forth, and I think that's hilarious. And he's got a little sidekick. I knew kick, I saw that somewhere. Yeah, you posted a, that. a penguin sidekick. I just thought that was delightful. I actually, we, I have a big Santa, and I had this other thing, and then this other thing, and then you know, this weekend I was like, ah, I got to do the right thing more than just to shine the lasers at the, you know, how I, I got to do the right thing, so I got to put the lights up. I did it this weekend. It was, it was a good. It, I could have used some cold weather to go along with it, but it was fine. Gonna get some later this week. Finally, finally, just a little, just a smidgen. It's not long. It's not gonna be there long. You get a couple of days where maybe high thirties. Better go outside and enjoy it. Who knows? We'll probably be signing somebody else who's great, angry in our rivals. I like that now that they've done so well in the last 10 days or so or whatever it's been that our rivals are frustrated with us. And so you have people who are part of other collectives and 
and uh, and they're mad at ours. I'm like, oh, all right, yay, we're getting guys to the point where they're having to besmirch our guys. That's great. That's good. That makes me laugh. That's desperation. That's desperation from Ruiz in Miami. That's desperation anywhere you see it. Uh, it's just funny. That's not going to end well. That is not going to end well. And everybody that's kind of tuned in and locked in and hears the discussions behind the scenes does seems to think that Miami's in a little bit of trouble. That, that, that was a little bit of thou protest too much, getting concerned type moment there. Which is fine. It's great. You don't really have to do anything so long as you're in the process of signing guys and locking guys in and listening to those that have interest. And, man, there are a lot of those guys. A lot of those guys. I like to be in a position in which to discern. And that is a good feeling. Been a long time where Florida State could be in a position and say, "Uh, well, you know what, maybe we'll pass on that four-star. He's just... He's not up to – we've got a couple five-stars that want in, so maybe we should just pass on that guy or former four-star or five-star, however you want to look at it, the transfer portal. I mean, these days it's mostly, for us, transfer portal stuff. Although I do continue to hear, I know as you do too, and we both spoke to Michael within the last 48 hours. Uh, you did? Langston. Oh, well, nice. I had him on Friday. I had him on the show Friday. Oh, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. You were in jury duty, but, yeah, I had him on the show Friday and uh, – we, we talked it up, and I know you did Sunday Smash with him. So um, there's, you know, the, he's obviously hearing good things. That's on the regular. You could go read about all the things that he's hearing as he documents it on Warchant.com and read his latest report. For me, my ears perk up when they start talking about tight ends. And I've been talking about this for some time now. And it's it's been a nice week for it, right? Because Powers is a kid that's had more reps in practice and getting a better look now. So... The extra practices are paying off for some of the kids that have an opportunity now to be kind of worked into the fold more, so good for him. And then on the other hand, the the Bell kid and the Morlock kid, I'm like, okay, let's go, let's go. Talk to me about tight ends. Interesting times with the uh, Bell kid, given that he had an online shop accidentally go live with Florida State gear with his own branding on it. That was funny. Mm. And he said you know, initially that he had been hacked, and then he pulled down that comment about, the shop opening too quickly with Florida State themed gear. Oops. So here's hoping that that's uh, not a test run for Florida State and two other schools, and it was just a matter of which one they're going to make go live. Hopefully that's the only school they built this particular part of the shop for. But that's a, that's a good sign that he enjoyed himself this I weekend. Think so you think that's a good sign? I do. Let's work on some Florida State designs, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you can you can you can see this thing get into position to where you can talk confidently about levels that you know we we we've done this before. We did it before this past season. Where Florida State's headed now is a different discussion. It's about winning the conference and getting into the college football playoff. And so everything is to that end. All you do is you look at a, a position group, a segment group and you say, "Well, that's not where we need it." There are some good players there, but it's not where we need it. Tight end's really the only room where you kind of look at it and you're like, a whole lot of maybes and, a, and some nothings. So you you, you really want to see an infusion of, barring injury, that's proven. This is going to be all right. That's what you want to see there. Most of the other places we're talking about how to complement what's there, and that was the proof of the step taken to a 9-3 and three season. That's how you get better is that certain positions 
have some consistency to them, have some depth to them, but they're not all the way where they need to be if you're trying to win championships. And that changes. That's a new, more nuanced discussion. Like, how good is that group really? Uh, now, there is no team in college football, not even Georgia, that if you had a run on injuries to a specific segment group that could handle three or four starters going out in that group, most most can't. Uh, but but you know most of the great teams do have at least two or three. So that's what I start to do now. I start looking at it on the two deep, and then I go, okay, well, where is it that we have a surplus? Is there anywhere? Do we do we have a dearth anywhere too? So that's that's just all I'm doing. Check marks in those boxes. What's interesting to me is if you look at the tea leaves of the defensive players that are undecided for Florida State, whether or not they're coming back, it seems like FSU is aggressively pursuing replacements at two of the three positions. Mm-hmm. Defensive tackle, you already have one from Miami. They're looking at, the, I think it's the Western Michigan kid, whatever. But another priority, interior defensive lineman. Safety. Uh, I know everybody's in on the Cypress kid from Virginia trying to make their pitch, but Florida State is aggressively pursuing the defensive back market. You don't hear a whole lot about edge rusher and Florida State's pursuits of an edge rusher Mm -hmm. on the open market. Mm -hmm. Perhaps that's me just hoping, speaking hope into the wind. And there is more than just this one transfer portal window. You've got post-spring and you've got summer. Yeah, you have... you're looking for a mercenary. There's probably going to be one that develops and, and emerges at that point. We've brought some important people in post-spring, yes. But I find it interesting that just in looking at what they're doing so far in their pursuits are centered around two of the three big-time positions on defense where we're still not sure what's happening. We know Jamie Robinson and Jared Verse are playing in the bowl game, but we don't know what they're doing in terms of next year, and Fabian has still been largely quiet. So what gives? Could it be that the price is going uh, and, and fitting nicely for perhaps a return from Jared Verse? That's that's hope talking, but they've been very active everywhere else. I thought and mentioned this before that Jared Verse was going to be a more interesting case than we thought before going into the Florida game. And it's not just because the Florida game was not a good one for him. It, there, there's just some questions about his game. He hasn't played a ton of football. He's only played one year of serious football, like where you would bother to look at the tape against high-profile tackles uh, on the opposing side, right? So, like, if you're an NFL team, you're not watching the Albany tape, save for when they played Syracuse. You're watching Florida State's tape. Well, in Florida State's tape, you're probably going to watch the game against LSU. You're going to watch the game against Florida. You'd watch, you know, you'd pick a cup, Clemson. You'd look at a few games, say, how do he do against guys that are of like ability or in some cases project to the league? And, you know, it was up and down for him in that regard. He wasn't all bad, but it there there's the Florida game's bad. But he's had some moments against some better players, uh, not in that game. But if that grades out, and it's a bad year because there's plenty of defensive ends. So you're thinking to yourself, well, hmm. If I'm the fifth or sixth defensive end off the board, which in some cases that's what he would be projected, maybe I need to come back. You know, maybe maybe if they can make it worth my while here, and this is what we're talking about when you have an invested collective that's really going hard at getting guys back in the fold, and there's proof that they're able to do it. I mean, see last week as evidence of their efforts to secure commitments to return, one after the other, just a litany of names, some of them big including Jordan Travis and Trey Benson. So it's just check, check, check. All right, well, so there's, there's real money there now, and the proof is in the pudding. 
If you're Jared Verse, now I did say this, if you're Jared Verse and you're projected to go third round, well, you know, last week you and I talked about slot and what you get for each level in fourth round, fifth round, sixth round. Yeah, if you're Jared Verse and you can go and make a million dollars, I don't know that the collective's giving you a million dollars. You may want to go get that million dollars if you think you can get there. But there's another way to balance that. What if the, and I'm just hypothetical here, I don't, this is not a specific number, but we're having the conversation based on what a draft projection would be and where he would be slotted, right? So say he, worst case scenario, were to drop to the third round, all right? Early third, late second, something like that. Is the difference between what he'd get there and what the collective could do within a couple hundred grand? Because if the answer is yes, then you might come back, take that money, Go to war and move into that first round and guarantee yourself multi-millions of dollars. You could do that, especially if you really loved playing where you're playing, love that locker room, and he has spoken openly about it, and thought you could come back and win a championship of some kind of conference or otherwise. Yeah, take a big payday, a good chunk of money to reduce the risk for next year. Right. Like that's the thing, is you don't have to you don't have to only be insured against future earnings. Now you actually have present earnings current yeah, real earnings. money yes and that's where the fabian decision is interesting but again just looking at how active florida state is on the transfer market for defensive interior help you can never have enough of those guys no you're wrong you know you can't but if we're talking about making the case for fabian to come back let's say that he was a fourth or a fifth round pick and we've done the slotting you had the value of it that's the salary if you make the, the roster so yeah, you know, that's if you make the roster you got to right, make yeah, camp yeah. yeah yeah and you could perhaps have more guaranteed money to return here than you would before you enter camp on your first-year contract. Yeah. Just think about it from our NFL perspective. You know, being a fan of a lot of pro teams, once you get to day three, I don't really follow if those guys make it out of camp very often. Do you? And it, Unless and it's, it's a player we knew and right. we liked. Yeah, and not, it's you know it's no big deal. If they don't make it, no sweat. Take a shot. I understand what you're doing, general manager. Take a shot. But if he doesn't pan out, you're not judged harshly because you're – Fifth-round pick didn't Big make the team, team out of camp. Yeah. No right. big deal. Yeah. No, it's true. By the way, should be noted, uh, I don't <laughs> – I can't do, and I would not do, choo-choo for a conference win against a winless team. Uh, but it just – it does feel nice to to recognize a Florida State victory. And I don't know if you listened to Leonard Hamilton after the game. That was interesting to, to listen to the give and take with him and talk about it's my fault we're in this – predicament. It's, I could have maybe handled some things differently post-pandemic. Uh, I thought he started to go down that road, and then he said, you know what, but if the more I talk about it, it would sound like an excuse, and I don't, I don't want to do that. I'm paraphrasing him. Uh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to make excuses, but I, I could have done some things differently. Between those decisions and then the obvious myriad injuries Florida State's had, of which it, no team should be that unlucky, they found themselves in this predicament. It was good to see a smile on the man's face. They got a win. It was a comfortable win against Louisville. Uh, Louisville, by the way, is a good example of, of what can happen when things do go wrong, even at prominent programs. Now, obviously, we know their situation is a little bit different than our situation. Uh, but there it was on Saturday at the TLC C and Florida State took total control of this game early, built a double-digit lead within seven minutes, uh, ended up cruising in this game 75-53. to Louisville's just on the wrong end of some ass kickings when Florida State's delivering. It's beautiful. I wanted a, I wanted another coach to rise up to the level of we were manhandled. Six straight win for the Knowles over Louisville, by the way. 
the 22-point margin of victory, the largest by FSU in the 51-game history of the series. So if you're going to get a win, make it robust. You know, take out some take out some frustrations. Obviously, guard play was the difference in the game. Florida State was really good there. And if you can round back into form for next season, there is one more matchup, at least with Louisville. I would imagine that we can't pair together unless it's on the first day of the ACC tournament and there are some opt-outs. I don't know. Mm. But you could be seven to the good. Get your program and your house back in order, and maybe there's oh, make a, a run at the Bohica. There's a Bohica with Louisville, perhaps, because I fear we're we're not going to have any chance to get the Platinum Bohica against Miami. Unfortunately, in basketball, we're at nine. You know, we're one win. I'm yeah. aware. Do yeah. we do we play them before or after Boba Miller returns? Would be my question. I, I should double check it. I haven't double checked it. By the way, Louisville's now zero and nine. It's hard to go pull, pull up the FSU basketball schedule page. I agree. It's it's frustrating. You just don't even you, your computer is not used to it this year. In past years, it it knows that you've been looking for it on the regular. It's like, oh, here I am. I'm right here, Tom. I know you wanted to find out what time we played on Tuesday. FSU space B, and it's just right there in the suggested link. Yeah. It's like, now, how about that? Now it's like you got to type the whole oh, thing, a yeah. basketball schedule 2022. Right. Yeah, And it yeah. says that this connection is not well. secure. <laughs> Warning. Are you sure you want to proceed? So I mentioned Louisville's 0-9, 0-2 in the ACC. They joined Cal, who's 0-11, 0-2 in the Pac-12, as the only two winless teams in all of Division I men's basketball. That's it. Those are the only two. There are 363 Division I men's programs. Those two sorry asses haven't won a game. That's it. That'll make you, that'll make you smile. Schadenfreude's all we got, Tom. It's all we got, buddy. I, gotta, I, I, I love sticking it to Louisville basketball just because of things that have happened in the past. I know you do, too. I know pe- names have changed. People have left, come and gone. Multiple coaches that we used to make fun of, no longer we there. We tried to get their athletic director. <laughs> yes, it's all Bunch there. of weird stuff. <laughs> NFL playoffs are starting to come into the fold. we got to get more of that into the show. We will. There's plenty of FSU football to get into as well. It's Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio. War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply welcome back to the jeff cameron show sponsored by legendary home loans a mortgage experience designed around speed simplicity and customer service before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. Jeff Cameron Show rolling on a Monday. Glad to have you on board. Hope you did all right this weekend. If you're a sporting guy or gal, man, I got to tell you, I was, <laughs> this will be fun this week. Um, 
My Jets plus 10 against the Bills, Tom. We talked about it last week. Ooh, that came a little through. backdoor action. That came in there nicely. I had the Chargers against the Dolphins. You know who helped you with that cover? Was Florida State's own Jermaine Johnson. That's right, with the safety. The safety block yeah, punt. block punt, yeah. Uh, they're tough, man. The Jets are tough. They're easy to, easy to like. I mean, they lose their quarterback. They're fighting their ass off. They're in that game. If Mike White didn't die, who knows? <laughs> it was another bad weekend for the NFL when it comes to hits on the quarterback. They have got to this offseason. No fewer than five games that I witness that I see penalties. By the way, in the San Francisco-Tampa Bay game, it happened twice. But you you got to stop. We got to stop. The Tom Brady chokehold is a pretty awesome still <laughs> image, though. I mean, like, yeah, even yeah. as a Bucks fan, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we're not good. Oh, we're terrible. But we might win the division. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Accidentally make the playoffs. You get, get you be Arizona. You almost get a freebie there, too, between the Carolina-Atlanta finish. You might beat Arizona. But I just I wanted to create an image, and I didn't, of him being choked and the back of the jersey just saying Father Time because that's what it feels like is going on right now. Well, there's a lot going on in Tampa. Yeah, there's a little of that. This was the first game where he specifically, you thought, ooh, that's that far away look in the eye. Yeah, it was after the, the interception, Yeah, uh, the first of the two in the second half. Well, let's Oh, there might have been three. I did the smash. I have, I have no idea what happened in the fourth quarter. It, was, it, well, it wasn't worth watching. Uh, I, I will just I will, I will say this, that yeah. go, returning back to this, the, the hitting. The photo was up on our uh, Oh, I didn't, I didn't have the stream yard. Look at that. Instead yeah. of uh, Al Shire, it says Father Time. <laughs> That's good. No, I I, I think, uh, again, you've got to, as a league, for credibility's sake, go back and revisit your rules about hitting quarterbacks. We do not want to get to a place where you're not allowed to rush the passer. Then it's just seven on seven, and every game ends fifty-eight to fifty-five or sixty-five to fifty-eight or whatever. And that's we're getting there. Buffalo was allowed to rush the passer yesterday. I'm yes. just saying. Well, and those are clean hits. That's a that first one is a good clean hit. You're like, hey the, man, the second one's even better. I'm listen, break ribs if you can. That's the game, Matt, man. I think Matt Milano broke more ribs than there are vowels in his last name. It is a game of violence. Nobody's under any illusion of anything else. That's the game. It is all regulated, and certainly there are rules in place along the way to try to protect players that are valid rules. But the hitting's the hitting. It's always going to happen. You have to be free to hit the other guy. That's the game. And so, you know, I... I'm sorry, I get, okay, don't dive at a knee. Don't launch at a head. Got it. All right, so we got a strike zone. The strike zone is the shoulders to the thigh. All right, so that's all I got. And if I can beat the bejesus out of you in that rib cage, I'm going to. And they've got to stop calling that just because it looks bad or it's a hard hit. Somebody gets a clean shot. They make up reasons to throw flags on hits to the quarterback. They just make it up. Like, well... I just like how it's becoming more and more apparent for the Tampa scenario. And their Fox is darling right now. Remember when they did it for years with the Cowboys? I mean, oh, yeah. seemingly always. But then the Eagles with T.O. and McNabb, they'd always cut to the sideline and show the drama that was going well, they, on. They try to create a storyline, sure. And then they did it with Odell and the Giants. Now that's us. But I like how it's rising to the surface more and more that Evans and Brady don't like each other at present. I think it's less about... I have... My thought on that is that it's less Evans and Brady. It's 
Evans does not like ROC. It could be, but... Well, it Brady's, Brady's got, steady missing him in the end zone. It happens left and right. Brady is the co-offensive coordinator. That's the thing here is he's empowered. The moment that Bruce is gone, Brady's empowered to do a lot of what he wants on offense, and I think they came to this conclusion of check down Charlie together. Well, they may have, but I bet you anything Brady's not the one, but rather left, which is calling runs on first down on the regular. I don't think that uh, Tom wants to throw on first down. Prob well, maybe, because all of his comments to the press... And Brady will be pointed to the press in his two-and-a-half-minute uh, yeah. availability. Yeah. He said, we're, we're chucking it around a lot too much. We need to run the ball. Well, they lead the league in pass attempts. I don't believe he wants to lead the league in pass attempts. It's because of second-half football. Well, it's They're also, not leading in the first half. Well, it's because they trail, right? They don't get stops. But they can't block it up. Tom doesn't want to throw behind that That's, line. That line can't block correct. you. That's the whole thing, too. And and I heard Olsen saying this yesterday. And that crew had an awful day. They're usually they were a pretty good awful, crew. Yeah, they were... But they all they want to do is sell the Brady homecoming thing, and then they immediately flip to family shots of uh, yeah, the Purdy Brady's family, dead, yeah. and then they just who is this guy? Like, well, you the first time it's cute. We don't need to hear that eighty four times. But I found it interesting that they're missing the point. Olson's missing the point. There just isn't separation. Oh, there would be if there's more time, and if you had a running game to go along with, they can sit back. Yeah, when you know I, that an I, I offense think- coming at you at the NFL level is one-dimensional. You can stop that one dimension. They can't run the ball and they can't block. Well, that's It's a dead, really, really simple. That goes back weeks. I actually think it got more complicated for Tampa over the last several weeks. Oddly. It starts with the fundamental what you just said. Tristan Wirfs, it gets worse there. Well, uh, without question. Donovan Smith is a shell. So you could go through all of this. You could go through... I actually jotted down every one of those ranks just to look because I was curious this morning. Yes, it... Yeah, you know, sometimes the evidence you see with your eyes, you're like, oh, let me double-check and make sure the numbers say that that's real because sometimes I'm just getting hyper-focused on Donovan Smith's false starts. I'm like, he has to lead the league in false starts. He has to. And everything bad. He does. <laughs> I wasn't wrong. Hey, by the way, in addition, he I didn't see this utterance last week, but he was talking about how he has had a terrible year, but he's got some stuff going on off the field. Does everybody in Tampa have some stuff going on off the field? Jesus, guys, we're getting paid to play football. I mean, every day, you. what are we doing? My garage door is just not working the way that I thought it should be. And I've had this guy come out to the house five times. It's just not. I press that button. It doesn't go up smoothly. I'm tired of it. Is it the same guy? Yes. I think I, he's really good at what he does. It's just pissing me off to no end. Are you sure, Donovan? I mean, the same guy. Guys, everybody's got stuff in their life, man. Nobody's happy all the time. Go race it. Go, go to work. Do your job. Stop it. This is everybody. Well, it's been a tough year. Just got some things off the field. Well, I don't care. Eh, what do you think of that? I don't care. I'm paying you millions of dollars to come in here, bust some ass, go home and worry about that stuff then. Get it together. So that's Donovan Smith. But they're 28th in, NFL, in the NFL in points scored. You mentioned that. Yeah, they've gone north of 21 twice. In fairness to, to Brady and Leftwich. 13 games. You lose Jensen at center. He's your Pro Bowl center before the year begins. He was a huge difference maker. Obviously, hasn't worked out. Uh, the combination of Luke Adecki and uh, Leverett, Leverett uh, they suck. Uh, oh, Ale- this would be all right if you've got Alex and Mason to go along with Wirfs. Mason, Mason's great. The yeah. right side's not our problem. Right. 
the left side, center to left, everything over is awful off that side. They can't block it up. They can't run block. They so you've got to call quicker passes, which like What's there's no do? separation. He doesn't have five seconds to throw. I would tell you, though, there is a disturbing number, and I, I looked it up because I was worried about it. Evans, we've been worried about it. I mean, he he is one of the top three. Has the according to next gen stats, he has one of the three worst uh, separation numbers. It's two point six yards. Next gen stats have him at two point six yards. Godwin isn't much better at two point eight right now, and that is for Evans ninety fifth amongst one hundred and twenty two receivers. That ain't good. He he's not getting separation, but that's never never really been his game. But he's no. not getting a lot of separation. Then when he does, Donovan Smith holds and there or you Tom just misses him, or he misses him, and that's my so God. So you've got you've got all of this. It's okay though. What I like, what I think is funny, and they do this throughout the league. If you're going to watch any championship level team, unless they just fall off a cliff the way the Rams have, can't talk about the Rams every week. They're not competitive in any way, shape, or form. Bucks are a story because of Tom. They're, they actually won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. You have that, right? So, and also the ability they could win the division to make the playoffs. They could win the division, yeah. And they're awful, but they could win the division. But when you watch a show like Good Morning Football or Get Up or any of the morning, let's take a look back at football that happened on Sunday stories. They're angry. It's like they're mad that the look, man. A lot of people got old at the same time. They lost two Pro Bowlers on their offensive line. What are you gonna do? They miss Shaq. They miss all these guys. They've got all kinds of. It's well, over. Borderline three Pro Bowlers because of Marpet's retirement. Well, he was. Yes, he was a. But I'm just superstar. saying because Jensen is not. You know, but right. Or was he? A, was he an alternate? But Jensen made the Pro Bowl. Yeah, did he? Yes, he's a really good player. So you have no Jensen was a star. He was. He's an enforcer. Yes, I think he's a really good player. His numbers. He rates as a, no. He's a dirty player, but a wonderfully dirty foot player. And a, oh, uh, I love him. I'm just saying, if you're ranking aptitude, you know, there's a different. Center, there's a gulf a, between Worfs and and uh, oh, Worfs, is, Worfs and is, then where Jensen is. Yeah, Worfs is a superstar. That's that's Worfs is a ten year going to the Hall of Fame player. Now Marpet's like a buck sixty. <laughs> if you get out of football, you ought to do that. But. Uh, the only thing, it, you, you can lose all those things, but it should be mentioned, even in the case of the Rams, who are now useless, right? Goff's having a great year in Detroit. It's hilarious to watch. Like, the Detroit won <laughs> in a way. Uh, they got picks for him. They got everything else. And he's out of the league. He's not coming back. That's it. Stafford's not coming back. So well, they got what they wanted. They got what they want. They yep. won the Super Bowl. That's the way it's done. If you ante up and win, it doesn't matter. All these losses don't matter. Start deciding when you have hit the side of the mountain. The Bucks have hit the side of the mountain. It's okay. Clean house. Let's go. You got about three pieces you got to hold on to. Worfs being one of them. That's about it. Let's move it on down the road. The problem is Bowles thinks they're sitting on the beach and they've hit the side of the mountain. You know, he doesn't know where he is. <laughs> in time and in space, he doesn't know where he is. I, I worry... Uh, it's funny to, to listen to the people who know him in that. They're like, something's changed in him. What? Something's changed? Yes. He's a space cadet. He doesn't know what he's looking at. It's nuts. He's just like, after the game, he just says things like, well, we got our ass kicked. We did. My man. My man. I envision what's going on in his brain is what looks like, uh, it looks exactly like Belichick's kid on the sideline. <laughs> like the... <laughs> 
It's like, make a decision. What are we going to do here? Are we going to use the timeout? And then let's cut to Steve Belichick, and that's what's going on inside. Yeah, it's tough. Donovan Smith, useless, lost your Pro Bowl center, lost Ali Marpet, is one of your best guards in history, franchise history. Uh, you know, lose those three guys. That's a toughie. Had injuries to the other guys. Tried to start a rookie from the right side and play. You've done all kinds of stupid things there. Let's not forget, didn't help lose Gronk. <laughs> he's, he's a pretty good player. That guy is a blocker. You would have had a run game, so you don't have that yeah. either. No, off the right, if yeah. you had yeah, Mason, Wirfs, and Gronk. Yeah. That's nice. That Well, that's why two of the previous three seasons, they were one of the best offenses in football. They're currently 28th. It's it's that quick. It's that quick. And now Tom looks beleaguered. So he should take it on down the road. It's all right. He needs more alkalinity. <laughs> it, had, the answer's right there. He had the greatest run of all time. He needs it's the, all right. It's going to work out. The space blanket. Hop in. Both feet. Slide on in. You'll be, feel better in the morning. Ready to go. This is Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at OrangeTheoryFitness.com. Circle back real quick. I'll touch on the playoff picture of the NFL in a second. But Jaheim Bell, one of the tight end candidates, the kid that played at South Carolina, he's from Lake City. Well, he's born in Lake City. Went to school in Valdosta. Uh, but point would be, that is an interesting, that's a good take. That's a good get. If you go look at his film at South Carolina and how they use him, what he could be in Florida State's offense. We've been talking about wanting, in essence, an H-back. You know, tight end slash fullback, that duality, the role there. He's, what, 6'3", 235? And they did. They used him in that way. So, Mike is going to have his guy, his player that is the Swiss Army Knife. Tom and I were just talking about that. Yeah, 73 carries this year. So if you can get him on campus, I mean, that's multifaceted as it gets. Yeah, I that I'm excited about. I'm very excited about the possibility that you have that in your offense. He's wanted it. We've tried a bunch of different people sort of at that position, but he hasn't had the guy who had the dual ability. You know, he's had some guys that could block at tight end, weren't great receivers. Some guys that were undersized at receiver, couldn't block weren't great route runners, couldn't line up in the backfield, had a little bit. They were just kind of that. It, well, they were in between. They were tweeners. We've seen lots of players like that at any number of positions. It's hard to find a guy who's big enough to be able to block 
if you put him at tight end, strong enough, you know, play fullback, can catch the ball out of the backfield, can run routes, can stay on the field and do a lot of different things as an H-back. And he seems to fill that role, certainly did at South Carolina, if uh, Florida State is to bring him in for sure and get him on campus here. That's exciting. And he's not the only guy. I mean, again, uh, the Kyle Morlock kid, and I have a suspicion there will be other guys that we're taking a look at here. I, I Every day we wake up now, it's a fun time just to watch that portal and see if there's another player that is on the verge of saying, yeah, I want to go there because I can see the way that they get the most. We always talk about coaching being that which puts players in a position to succeed, right? Finding out what you do well and putting you in those positions. Mike talks about it all the time. We've kind of rolled our eyes and had fun at the – it's an offense for playmakers, but it is. It is. And he's put those playmakers in positions to accentuate their ability. And now you get a guy who kind of fits the role the way that he wants the offense to run. That changes things. If you can close the deal, yeah. Absolutely. It, uh, yeah, if you close the deal. So that is – well, that's something to be excited about. And if they do, well, I don't want the you, you and Mike talked last night, Michael Langston. I talked to him on Friday. What is your thought on the total in terms of how many transfer portal guys they're going to end up with? He keeps hovering around eight or nine. You know, because the, the problem is, well, not the problem, the luxury for Florida State is that you've got a lot of your current players returning. So, you know, the the crunch is actually coming from the college side of the equation. Your 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 mm-hmm. roster, your current roster. Because the way that it works now with counting scholarships and the amount of guys that you can bring in is it's the Wild West as long as you come in under 85 for the following year. So, uh time was before the pandemic that it was 25 players. That's all you got. You could put it together through grad transfers. In those days, it was just grad transfers. Yeah, yeah. Or high school kids. Last year was 25 plus 7 because the transfer portal was this new brave right. frontier. And they're still reeling from it in terms of numbers crunches across college football. COVID eligibility and the portal sees the rules now suspended on 25 counters. And it's just get under the 85. Yeah, 85 the, total is all that they're really looking at. When you've got, you know, Benson coming back and Jordan and Tatum and so forth, you're actually feeling pressure on the 85 from the current roster. Usually the outgoing is the easy part. It's how do you fill it up. So I think that's why it's, you know, at least in Michael's estimation, it's still going to be somewhere between 7 to 9. But they're really advanced. They've already got the one from Miami, mm-hmm. but they're in really advanced places with several of these guys that they had here this weekend. That's what I was wondering about. What is the total? That's why I asked about the total. Is like They do seem like they're pretty far along with a lot of guys that they want to bring in, that they like, that we be able to, we may be hitting that total pretty quickly is kind of what I'm, what I'm getting at here. Yeah, I think if they're being smart that you're going to keep a slot or two open for the transfer portal specifically through spring and into the summer because around college football things change and you might find a diamond in the rough or a really good player who just gets squeezed by maybe a true freshman who's an early enrollee. They see the writing on the wall. Whatever it is, I wouldn't want to have my entire 85 filled up and committed before no. spring ball. And all of a sudden you're like, hey. Also, kids graduate in the spring too. And so. you've had so much momentum. Who knows who hasn't piped up yet, who's watching from afar going, hmm. 
and you can't count on your own roster suffering an injury so that you can fill no. a spot. That's just not how that works. So, yeah. Tell me you watched it. I assumed you did. It was yet another reason for us to lament not having gone, but we got to go next year. Yeah. Army-Navy was so good. Y- yes. It's so bad for three quarters every year. It's the same game. It's the same game every year. You feel like one touchdown could be the difference, could be the game. What killed me, and I was on the brink of throwing stuff in my living room, was you know if 18 bothers to keep on any of the first three or four zone reads, he's going to score Yeah, yeah. for Army. Yeah. And, of course, I'm going to watch with a heavy lean towards the Army. You and me both, buddy. Although the NASA uniforms were outstanding. Fantastic. Every year. We failed to preview the helmet last week. Uh, and and that was you had jury duty. It's not your fault. There's nothing we could do. But that man, some years we've gone. Oh my, Army's got it won. Some years we've gone. Navy's got it won. I'm not talking about it on the field. I'm talking about the uniforms. This year I was like, Bravo both, Bravo both yeah. again. Well, and Navy has a lot more to play with in terms yeah. of the one year you know, branches. Anchor, and, yeah, 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 well, yeah, different yeah. color schemes. schemes yeah, Army is kind of straightforward. Uh, they've got they could they could do black and red like they did honoring World War One the previous yeah. year, but mostly it's going to be that camo well, color. That camo co- is sweet, they and their and their sweatshirts, the the hoodies are mm-hmm. fantastic. I need to get one of those for my father. I mean, just they're awesome. I thought actually for the balance of the game, even though Army only had I think it was thirty yards rushing. Oh, the whole thing was it's ridiculous. That game is about explosive plays. Yeah, Army was closer to hitting more explosive plays than Navy was in that game, but. In the end, it's the fourth a, quarter was a great finish, and so was overtime. Was I mean, it was riveting. Touchdown back to back, 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 back place. Yeah, it's riveting. As soon as that kid went back to pass for Navy, I was like, touchdown. There's no. They had something dialed oh, up, and they did. It was one tick, two tick, three. I mean, yeah, you're gonna yeah, be open. Yeah, you're gonna be open. I just was their only completion of the game. I'm now, again, I'm now officially old because in a game like that, and I was rooting for Army, and I know you were too. I can't stand seeing a kid in that much pain. That kid for Navy who was inconsolable after fumbling on it because it was unlucky. You and I agree about this. Yeah. Sometimes it wasn't you fumble a boneheaded because, loaf of right, bread. Sometimes ball security, you're like, hey, guy, you can't do that, man. That's on you. Sometimes angles a guy's helmet or a hand as he comes in to make a tackle. He's not even trying to hit the ball, does. It's just. And when he fumbled, I was like, good, A, good. Tell me Army recovered that, please. But then when I saw his reaction when that field goal went through, I thought, oh, man, here's the parent in me. That poor guy, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. These guys are all tough, all badass, all regimented. They'll figure it out. they got to be mentally tough. But, man, he was inconsolable. That was tough. To well, see. part of it is he doesn't have anything attached to the ground. His feet are flying. His arms are in the air. It makes yeah. It, it can make it tough, and you're vulnerable. To a fumble, but Navy won last year. It's not. I'm, I'm assuming he's not a true freshman. A lot of true freshmen don't play in that game. Five out of seven for Army, though. They turned it correct. around. Turned it around after that long stretch of Navy since uh, Vern's final game, which was that was a, a really cool broadcast back in 2016. That was his final Army Navy game, and he got all weepy, and I was right there with him. I said, Vern, I'm gonna miss you. I like as him he better. breathes very heavily into the microphone. He's better for that game than Nestler. Yeah, Ness. Has started to ma- well. Ness mailed it in a long time ago. I feel. Ness has also also gotten to, to the level of cantankerous that I think is funny. He's he's kind of you're like oh he's Ron Franklin is coming out. Oh well, yeah, that, that's it's, it's about to happen. My one my number one complaint about that game, very in the weeds, was uh, the scoring bug. 
Why the hell is Navy colored in gold when they're wearing blue, white, and red? Or red, white, and blue. But why are they both the same color? I was just, you know, if you're going to have, like, boxing trunks you, are graphics. You, are you emailing your production concerns in? Well, I'm like, that's a very <laughs> obvious thing, guys. <laughs> Who's got the ball is what people are going to ask when they're watching Army and Navy because they don't know what they're wearing year to year. Who's got the ball? It's hard to tell. Uh, Jamie's funny. He writes, uh, love the unis every year, but am I wrong in believing this game should be played in black and white with an old-time radio broadcast? No, I know. It, it is great. I But the build-up to that game, the pageantry surrounding that game, this, I don't know if you watched the production the production piece before the game where they took the 10 families into New York City and had, that was touching. Um, you can feel the weight of that, of the service, of what it means. Um I'm always touched by all of that. There's a so right way to do that, but it yes. always borders on cheesy if you go too far. It's it's hard to get it right. I thought they got it right. I thought they got it right. But the, the pregame yes. pr production piece was really well done. I, I think, and you would agree with me here, maybe a lot of people out there don't, but there are a lot of organizations in this country that like to be the predator, and the prey is using love of military as a selling oh, point. Oh, well, that this is so a much larger discussion. It is, yes. but what, I, what I'm trying to say is good, though. This is a three- to four-hour spectacle in which it is Pure. on the up-and-up. And Correct. Quick, and Correct. I love that about that game. It's not the nonsense fake patriotism you see before every NFL game Correct. or the other nonsense that litters the league. No, this is the genuine article. Right, not something that's, you know, they had to come up that's with That's manufactured in rules. every other case. Well, because it's bought and paid for yes. and all this kind of stuff. It's an advertisement. This it's is, a recruiting tool. This is real. This that, is real. Give yes. me something real, and that's what this is. Actual cadets. Actual, yes. I mean, that. watching and knowing the sacrifices that they go through, they, they're doing it. They're doing the thing, man. It's the thing. They're doing it. It's not the backup receiver at with the Texans. Right. It's, it's not, uh, it's not J.J. Watt running out of the tunnel right. with old glory. It, right. You know, this is them. Yeah, absolutely. It's the genuine article. And, Damn it, man. And Monk and Chase can. Niamatololo's gone. How about that? All right. Fired. <laughs> Why are you all writing that? All right. I think he genuinely cared. He's oh, the greatest coach in Navy great, history. Great man, <laughs> but he was the bane of Army's existence Poor forever. Old. He hasn't been lately. I know, but they chased him. <laughs> They've done it. So does Paul Johnson come back and take over? Who's going to be Is their Paul guy? Paul still alive? <laughs> man. Uh, <laughs> Marcus writes, gentlemen, percent chance that Next year, Seminoles have the Eagles' current record. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think we're going. Uh, the Eagles are twelve and one, right? I think the Eagles are twelve and one. Eagles could legitimately go sixteen and one. I was talking about this before the uh, show with Director. Oh, well, their schedule this year, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. palatable. Mm. But no, all of the fifteen and one teams that didn't win it, or go back in the day when it was a fourteen game schedule, and look at the thirteen and one teams that didn't win. Two-thirds of the teams that have had that kind of gaudy record think about the Minnesota Vikings, which you know, Anderson. Yeah. But, Remember oh, their only regular season loss? To Trent Dilfer and, and the, the Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Well, then they lose on the Anderson missed field goal. And then you it, like you go through this. Even that Steelers team, that great Steelers team that lost to the Patriots in Pittsburgh. I'm pissed at Minnesota, even before my wife is a fan of them, for that game. Because Denver Vikings that year would have been epic. What a good Super Bowl we were cheated mm. out of. Choke job. Denver Falcons. Good God. <laughs> I was like nine, and even I knew that, well, I don't even know why we're here. 
we went to my sister's house. I'm like, why are we here? What's the food? Because this game's going to be terrible. <laughs> there was a stretch of Super Bowls where it was terrible for a long time, and then it kind of balanced out. We ended up having a bunch of good ones. And the couple of good ones that weren't good for the rest of the country were good for us, buddy. They were Buccaneer championships that were lopsided as hell. Domination of the Chiefs. Domination of the Raiders. Hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio at War Chat TV.